Welcome to The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, an original pandemic noir radio play by the women playwrights of San Francisco's Three Girls Theater. I'm AJ Baker, founding artistic director of 3GT. Our company's nonprofit mission is to raise the voices of women on stage while lowering the financial barriers for audience members to hear those voices. Although theaters were dark in 2020, we continued paying our artists to make new plays, and more than 30 writers, actors, and designers collaborated on the show you're about to hear. As with all 3GT productions, it's my pleasure to invite you to enjoy the show, and if you do, donate what you wish at threegirlstheater.org. Thank you for your support. Now, kick back, relax, and imagine yourself back in the golden age of old-time radio detectives. Welcome to Three Girls Theatre Radio production of The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake. Today, for your ears only, we bring you Episode 6, Knife in the Back. It's 2 p.m. Friday at Tabard Lake Lodge, a luxury retreat isolated high in the eastern Sierras. Last Sunday, four actors, a stage manager, and a director arrived to spend a week working on a brand new script with playwright producer Alice Singer. But that evening, a huge storm cut off all communication for the outside world. And then the playwright was found in the main lodge, dead. My name is Chauncey and I'm a private eye from San Francisco. Alice hired me as production manager for the workshop, but my real job was to keep an eye on the participants. Alice had a history with all six, and she told me something had happened to make her think one of them wanted her dead. So she wrote this play to expose their secret sins and unmask the evildoer. With Alice gone, I've got till the end of the week to figure out who done it. As of yesterday, I've eliminated four suspects. Nolan, Evie, Fred, Simone. But then last night I caught Nolan sneaking around my cabin. I didn't let him in, but we ended up talking till after midnight while we knocked off a bottle of single malt on the porch. I like the guy, and my gut says he's no killer. But he's definitely hiding something. I'm back behind the bar today. Maybe I can get a job as a bartender once it's safe to drink inside again. So, doctor, let me tell you about my life. Today, I woke up all ready to face the day, and first thing, my cat pees on the carpet. Once I clean it up, I literally have to run to work, and I don't get there until 9.02. So, of course, I get shit for being late, and it's all, yes, sir, sorry, sir. And and for some reason, we have this, this super old printer, and everyone finds excuses to make me do all the printing. Oh, Miranda, I'm so swamped. You can do it, right? Yes, sir. So, I'm stuck in tray two is jammed hell, and this is the moment my boyfriend decides to text me, I think we should break up. For the rest of the day, I have to be cheery and normal and pretend I'm not coming home to an empty apartment with a piss-covered rug, and I think if I ever have to give another goddamn yes sir again, I will bite my own tongue off. (sighs) What do you think of this monologue, Chauncey? Well, I like cats. Great! Everyone's here! I actually like today's piece. Evie, I see you're already at it. Miranda is such a complex character. I wanted to be prepared for her monologue. Well, thanks, but you know, Susanna's reading Miranda. Oh, I'm so sorry. Miranda is described as at the prime of her life and full of vitality, so naturally I assumed that this was a role for a woman in her 30s. I assumed it's a role for a woman with talent. 
Why don't you all take a few minutes to warm up and look at the script? Simone, let's prep over here. Did you get in? I got past the beehives. Ooh, better than me. But the windows and doors on the cabin were locked shut, and everything's got blackout shades. I couldn't even get a peek. I just gave up and went to bed early. Damn it! What is that Chauncey hiding? Mm, they're an enigma. Well, I'm warmed up and ready to go. Are you ready, Susanna? I know you like to take your time. I'm always ready for my close-up. Yeah, I heard you auditioned for every one of Alice's leading ladies for the last decade, and you never got cast. That must have been infuriating. Her loss? It's not like I'm hurting for work. Let's get started, guys. Today we're diving into scene five, Easy Street. The sin in question is sloth. I got a sci-fi Matrix-y vibe here. Susanna, you're Miranda. Seward, you take the therapist. There are a bunch of juicy ensemble roles for Fred and Evie to play with. Ensemble sounds perfect for you, Evie. Stuart, whenever you're ready. Right. <clears throat> well, Miranda, it sounds like your life may not be going the way you hoped. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I was always the girl who turned everyone's head. After high school, I got so many offers, but now my only option is yes, sir. Ooh, I'm hearing a lot of resentment. I just wish people would take a second to think about what it's like to be in my position. To always have to say yes, no matter what else is going on. Mm. Would you like it if people always said yes to you? Yes, I certainly deserve it. No one should be saying no to me. The therapist rummages in a drawer. He removes a vial with a single pill. It shimmers and glows with an eerie light. Mmm, yeah. Uh, take this tonight. Drink lots of water and sleep well, and in the morning I'll promise things will look different. I didn't know shrinks could just give out pills without a prescription. Oh, think of it as a homeopathic remedy. Great! Oh, Stuart, you sounded like a real creep there. Good job. Okay, let's Excuse have... me? What's that supposed to mean? Now, now, let's have some fun. I want the whole group to improv three vignettes that show how people are impacted by Miranda's newfound power. They'll be interweaved with monologues where Miranda stands in a spotlight, asking for things and getting her... Yes! I need to change my hair and makeup so I can feel the glamour of the character in these upcoming scenes. Simone, Cherie, can you help me? Uh, no. I have an actual job to do here. Uh, Susanna, I'm going to hold your monologue for now so we can build the other scenes first. But don't go away. I want your, um, um, expertise while we figure this out. We'll work your scenes at the end. Okay, ready for places. Let's break it down. Improv 1, Evie and Fred. Fred, you're going to break up with Evie because Miranda wants you for herself. You're in a cafe. Go. Got it. 
With a song in my heart. No, 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 singing, no. Just straight, Fred. Play it straight. That's not a word I'd use for either of us, no, Lynn. Except when you find it convenient. Just do the scene, Fred. La, 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 la. <clears throat> okay. My dear, there's something I need to tell you. What is it, honey? You look worried. I'm moving in with my... my, my Miranda. That old hag? What could you possibly see in her? I... I don't know. She asked me to and I couldn't say no. Are you on something again? I'm clean. I swear. There's just something about her that makes me want to... And then the wrong word comes out. I... I, I try to say no, but I and can't... Seen. Oh, mm, Excellent. What do you mean, excellent? That was horrible. Miranda is magnetic, beautiful, sexy. He said yes, because he'll never have a deal like that again. Thanks for that input, Susanna. We'll take the note and move on. Uh, Simone? Improv 2, Fred and Stewart. Fred, let's have you play a rock star who's forced to work with Miranda in a band. Stewart is the producer. Go! Well, I'm very sorry to tell you that the Fredheads will be the backing band for Miranda at Coachella. The backing band? Are you insane? People are buying tickets to Coachella because the Fredheads are the goddamn headliners. Miranda's a nobody. I'm afraid you have no choice. Bullshit. Even when Miranda actually gets a gig, she never shows up for rehearsal. She's too busy getting her beauty sleep. Or maybe banging someone in power. Like the producer. Oh, it isn't like that. Uh, She asked, and for some reason I said yes. I have no idea why. She's a nightmare, but every time I try to back out, it's like my jaw clenches and I can't talk. And scene! Perfect! That is not believable. If I'm playing Miranda, she's a brilliant singer and a force of nature on stage. Okay, duly noted. Improv 3, Evie Fred Stewart. You're Hollywood glitterati who have some negative opinions about the rising star. People are always so jealous of beauty and talent. Places. Where are we? A cocktail party. Evie, go. Like, that Miranda? Like, did you hear? Like, everyone's, like, blocking her number on their phones? Really? What's up with that? No one seems to be able to say no to her. She treats everyone like shit, man. So, like, if she can't, like, reach you, like, she can't ask, duh. I've heard how entitled she is. Do this for me, do that for me, make me a star. She doesn't know what it means to be a real artist. And she is like so over the hill. Ugh. If she ever had any talent, she lost it a long time ago. No kidding. It's an embarrassment that she's still getting away with it. You bastards are trying to make me out to be some kind of monster. Lazy. Entitled. That's bullshit. Miranda's just a character, Susanna. She's not you. I know Alice was mad at me for dropping out of Yesterday's Girl two weeks before it was supposed to open, but I thought I had mono. That's how tired I was. 
I would have been happy to apologize if she had given me another chance, but no, she refused to cast me again till now. I read online that the show never went anywhere after you bailed. Well, screw Alice for holding a grudge for so many years. It was just a stupid little regional production. Hmm, so, you're not really sorry. Oh, it's Nolan, the great man. It's rich that you would cast me as someone who forces people to say yes when everyone knows exactly how you operate. That's cold. And pretty entitled if you ask me. No one's asking you. You're just a talentless wannabe. Think I'm over the hill? Wait a few years and see who wants you. Ho, 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 Susanna, Susanna, Susanna. Let's take some deep cleansing breaths together, shall we? You need to get grounded. Oh, yeah, Stuart. I'm sure you manifested your career like it's so hard for a straight white man to get hired. Oh, Jesus, Susanna. You're lucky there's a goddamn pandemic or I would never agree to be stuck here with the likes of all of you. Well, how about that? Susanna managed to get in a monologue after all. She should have stayed till the end. Would have been an opportunity for spiritual growth. What does that mean? Turns out Miranda is miserable knowing that the only reason people say yes to her is because they literally can't say no. She goes back to beg for the spell to be undone, but there's just an empty lot where the therapist's office was. In the end, she goes crazy from the shame of it all. Oh yeah, because once you've shown everyone who you really are, you can undo it. <laughs> it's karma, baby. If karma's just another name for Ms. Alice Singer. Hey, Nolan. I've noticed some pretty strange stuff going down around here. You know what I mean? Not really, Evie. This workshop is not what it seems. Am I right? I'm not sure I... And maybe we could help each other out is all. You've always been so nice to me. I have? Just saying. Um, let's call it a night, everyone. Meet here at 5 o'clock tomorrow to rehearse our last scene. Evie, walk with me. Well, I think we can dispense with Susanna. She's angry enough to kill, but her laziness and narcissism trumps everything. Offing someone like Alice who might put her in a leading role does not fit the Susanna playbook. But what's going on with Evie and Nolan? And with Simone? And Simone and Nolan? With only one day to go, I was feeling pretty confident in my deductions. I'm not so sure anymore. I see a long night of cogitating and clue shuffling ahead. Come on, puppy girls. Walk with me. You've been listening to Three Girls Theatre Radio, The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, created by A.J. Baker. Tune in next time for Episode 7, Bait and Switch. 
when we hear Nolan say, I, I think we've all had quite enough. Episode 6, Knife in the Back, written by Marie Cartier, Madeline Butler, and H.A. Baker. Dramaturgy and direction by Pamela Hollings. Starring Fenner as Chauncey, Jocelyn Truitt as Evie, Federico Edwards as Freddie, Louis Barnell as Nolan, Zoe Jen as Simone, Lawrence Radiker as Stuart, and Ana Maria Luera as Susanna. Associate producer, Zach Kopsiak. Production manager, Mary Powelson. Sound engineer, Jules and Delicado. Sound effects, Eliana Vela. Original music composed by Nick Chang and performed by Throw Now Bones. Liliana Urbane, Sam Miller, and Nick Chang. This original radio play, copyright 2021. Three Girls Theatre Company. All rights reserved.